Joining me on the line now is psychologist Dr Marnie Lishman. Good morning, Dr Marnie. Good morning. It's lovely to have you on this morning. Uh, The question that we're asking is, could you have anxiety and not even know it? Yes, we are asking that. (laughs) And do you think that most of us do suffer a little bit from anxiety and maybe we've never really thought that's what it is? Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of us have we we know about well, we think we know about anxiety because we know we often think it's about worrying or being nervous and things like that. And we probably always remember growing up and someone in our family, probably an elderly relative, had a touch of the nerves or something like that. But um, so I think a lot of people actually rule themselves out and think, oh, I don't feel worried or I don't feel nervous all the time. But they've got all these other signs and symptoms and things that are going on in their lives and, and really affecting the, the way they think and the way they feel and the way they behave. And they probably don't know. It's probably anxiety. So what are some of those symptoms or what are some of the things that we're doing that could be anxiety-based? Well, I think, you know, there's, there's the obvious ones where, you know, you're lying in bed at night and you keep thinking about things that went on in the day. Mm. <laughs> so there's the, you know, the ones and the, yeah, the, the, the sleepless nights. So problems with your sleeping is a big one. Um, you know, getting irritable all the time. Um, not being yourself. But then there's also, so they're probably the more obvious ones. But then those other things where we're just sort of shining, you know, constantly, you know, flicking around on the phone for hours on end. Um, you know, having having goals and having dreams and actually not putting any, any work to fulfill them. So unless they're perfect, so lots of perfectionism type behaviours. Um, you know, too many drinks in the evening after work because it's been so stressful. Um, you know, problems with your relationships, things like that. So probably some of the, the less obvious signs could also be anxiety as well. Yeah, I um, I get anxiety. I suffer from anxiety. And one thing that I find, yes. I'm either going 100 miles an hour yes. or I cannot put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. They're the exactly. two extremes for exactly. me. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, we're very, um, you know, when you've got anxiety, often it's very all or nothing. So you're full on or just exhausted. Because yeah. what anxiety is, it's, it's, it's fear, basically. So your, your brain is perceiving a real threat in your environment or like a real stressor. Um, or it's an imagined one. And the, even the imagined ones are based on something that's probably happened. You know, it might have happened mm. in the day. It might have happened a long time ago. But that kind of protector part of your brain is still on high alert. And it kind of gives you a bit of hell because it, it plays out everything as though it's happening now. So things that it might have happened years and years ago that stressed you out, because your brain still has it in its memory, it brings it up. So anything in today's world could trigger it. And yeah, and it's exhausting, isn't it, to have anxiety (laughs) a lot because it's prolonged stress. Yeah, it absolutely is exhausting and it can leave you just completely wrung out. Exactly, because, you know, you, yeah. and this is the thing about anxiety, we need a little bit of it because we need to be wary of threats mm. in our environment, so it does keep us safe. So it's essentially, yeah, your stress response, your brain turning on a stress response, um, as though yeah, the saber-toothed tiger is running after you, because that's what it was made for, to protect us from predators, but... You know, the predators of today, you know, our modern world are, you know, our bills, our traffic, our relationships, our annoying colleague, <laughs> whatever's going on in our mind. Uh, yeah, and it can create that stress response, which can cause all sorts of physical problems. Um, and yeah, anxiety can cause nausea and heartburn and irritable bowel syndrome and all sorts of um, problems with our health as well. So 
what are some things that we can do to minimise the effects of anxiety? Oh, I've lost you. Oh, are you there? There you are. Okay, got you back. Here I am. I just did. Um, yeah, I think first and foremost is having that self-awareness. And that's why I try and talk about anxieties a lot because I think most people would have it. And I think if you can identify those signs and symptoms, then you can do something about it, can't you? Because if you're in denial of it, mm. or you're kind of brushing it off or think that you don't have a mental health issue, then you're not going to get it kind of managed. You're not going to learn about it. So having that self-awareness is, is paramount. And then, you know, talking to other people because you'll find that, that you'll stop judging yourself then. Because a lot of people give themselves a hard time when they think they have something psychological going on, but we all do. We all, we all do because we all have brains and we all have bodies. So I think, yeah, talking and, and that will settle you as well. Um, if it's not being managed well enough and, and those things aren't helping is, you know, reaching out to a health professional. So talking to a psychologist, talking to your GP who can refer you to the appropriate person. Mm. Um, but then there's things in our lifestyle, you know, walking, getting out in nature, learning different therapies, you know, learning how to think differently. So there are lots of different things that we can do to make sure that that stress response turns turns off or turns down at least um, throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that for a lot of people too, um, if you speak to your employer or your HR department, lots of um, employers actually offer employee assistance programs and that could be an opportunity to reach out for a bit of help. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of those, yeah, workplaces have those six free sessions mm. included. So, you know, debriefing with, you know, um, a, a counsellor or a psychologist, it's it's so good to do that because they'll give you, they'll, you know, give you the tools and techniques to manage that. So a lot of workplaces have that. So always reach out for that. And a lot of workplaces, you know, will bring people in to do talks as well and seminars. But, you know, all these sorts of people that can help you are out there in the community. So you just have to reach out and, and find the right person and get that and, and get yourself talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is more common than most people kind of believe. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, just being, being in denial or, or not realising that you have it is really limiting you because, you know, we have so many things about ourselves and there's so many things that we could do, but anxiety, because it is fear, mm. you know, it's either conscious fear or unconscious fear, it really stands in the way of us being who we can really be because we start avoiding lots of things because it feels so yucky and we're worried all the time or we're feeling sick. We start avoiding mm. You know, and, and, you know, if we're avoiding, you know, going out or, you know, you know, going for a job interview or, you know, quitting work and pursuing that business or that dream, if we, if we don't do that, then we're not, you know, we're not reaching our potential and that, and that's a little bit sad. So I think, you know, finding ways of managing it is, you know, something that we all need to be doing. And I think it's important, as you said, to reach out to somebody who is an expert in the field because sometimes when you try to explain anxiety to a person who, you know, bless them, has never experienced it, it's really yeah. a hard concept for them to understand. Yeah, yeah. And I think we all get a little bit disheartened sometimes when we, we talk to the wrong person about it. Mm. Uh, but my argument often is if they don't understand it, they, they probably have it themselves or they're in a little bit of denial. Because often when we shut people down or we tell people to get over something, you know, so that's one of the key things, isn't it? Oh, you'll get over it. Um, it's not particularly helpful, but, you know, they obviously don't understand it or 
they've got the signs and symptoms of it, but they don't think it's anxiety. No, that's right. They think they just get um, heartburn or they have a really stressful job and those types of things that we brush aside. Exactly. Exactly. Or or they just don't step out of their comfort zone ever. Because if we're in our comfort zone all the time, then you're probably not going to have your your stress response on much. (laughs) That's that's, that's pure avoidance, isn't it, really? Um, So, (laughs) yeah, because they're not going to take any risks. So they probably live lives that are probably a little bit more limited. Mm. But if we want to be out and about in the world and and deep into ourselves and pursue our dreams and and things like that, sometimes the world is a little bit scary and anxious. Our anxiety will turn on a little bit because it's supposed to. But if you know what to do with that anxiety... You can really, you know, go into risky situations, but with a clearer mind without it limiting you, if that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. So if you feel like you need a little bit of assistance, reach out, talk to your HR. You might have those six sessions available for you. Lifeline is always there for a bit of a chat if you need that as well. Or have a look for a great psychologist or counsellor that you really connect with so that you can understand anxiety and the way it affects how you're living your life. Dr Marnie Lishman, such a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for your time today. Thank you.